Welcome to the Smart Tech Check Podcast, hosted by Mark Vina, your home for candid, insightful, and provocative conversations about the smart home, home automation, security, smartphones, PC and console gaming, and much more. Hi, my name is Mark Vina, host of the Smart Tech Check Podcast. Today is Monday, March 20th, 2023. Over the past three decades, the internet and connected uh, devices such as the smartphone have forever changed people's lives. On the positive side, these solutions have facilitated incredible access to information and improved communications, as well as creating immersive mobile entertainment experiences at your fingertips. But there have been significant and terrifying downsides as well, particularly with children. Sadly, cyberbullying and harassment, just to name a few, are routine challenges that parents must confront to safeguard their children on a daily basis. It's a problem that doesn't get enough attention and the changing nature of technology is often overwhelming for parents. Much more must be done to protect the lives of our children and that's not hyperbole. We're going to spend this podcast focused on the darker aspects of smart devices, but help is available for parents. To deep dive on this extremely important topic, I'm joined today by Titania Jordan, CMO and CPO at Bark, a company dedicated to addressing these issues, as well as Megan Powell, Product Marketing Director at Calix. Both companies have partnered to tackle this problem in a compelling, thoughtful, and effective manner. Titania and Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank Hello. you so much for having welcome. us. Oh, thank you so much. Sure, Thanks, no problem. I mean, this is such an incredibly important topic. I really want to deep dive into it. Um, but before we get into that, I've always found it helpful to really go through kind of the um, the background of the executives that I have on my podcast, kind of walk us through their journey and how we got to where they are. And let's start with that. Let me bring up the uh, our first slide. Actually, I'm going to bring up um, kind of your slide first. But uh, walk us through your background. Sure. So I actually started in the world of traditional media, radio, terrestrial radio, before there was, you know, serious satellite radio and mp3 players and even social media but during that time um all of that came to be and very quickly i remember being in a meeting and we were talking about this thing called pandora and what we were going to do about it because it was now a competitor so um that's that's where i started uh, quickly moved into the world of digital media social media targeting parents uh families uh, then moving into the world of safety and applications and found myself at Bark. And that has been an amazing, powerful journey that has been the past six plus years of my life. Well, great. Well, thank you. I think you guys are doing some important work and we're going to dive deep, uh, deep dive into that in a few moments. But let's bring up uh, a quick slide on Megan. Megan, talk to us about your background and how do you how you got where you are. Sure. Um Thank you so much. So I actually started my first job um, out of uh, college. I went to UNC Chapel Hill. Um, my very first job was a startup company in Research Triangle Park. Um, and we powered a transactional platform for tier one um, broadband and uh, telecom providers. So AT&T was our big customer. And this was my first exposure to what um, content is available to, uh, to anyone on any platform. So my job was to QA uh, the wallpapers. If you can remember before smartphones, you could actually purchase a wallpaper for the back for the backsplash of your device um, from your telecom provider. Um, and so they had uh, content 
creators from all over the world. And my job was to make sure that there was nothing too crazy that was going up on that platform. And so, and I saw some things as a 21 year old <laughs> that I did not even care to be seeing. And so that is how far back this sort of issue um, has has been. Um, and then from there, I uh, started working at AT&T as my next move. And so I have a lot of background in telecom um, and then moved to IBM. So I've been in uh, the telecom industries and the professional services industries for quite a, a lot of years now. And now I'm, I've landed at Calix and um, I have the great opportunity to help our customers in uh, tier two and tier three markets behave more like tier one providers. Well, thank you. And we'll get into this a little bit later. I think it's fascinating the relationship uh, that Calix has with um, with Bark, um, a number of other companies, of course, as well. But And we'll get into that in a second because I think there's a lot of uh, symbiotic uh, strength that arises from the relationship. But before we get into the um, uh, into the meat of the presentation, I want to pull up a uh, video here that I think is very compelling. It's a short video that um, Bart prepared, but it kind of sets the stage for the issues that we're going to talk about. So let me bring that up. As a parent, you never want to see your child struggling with suicidal thoughts. But today, the threat is hidden deep within their phones. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for kids. And cyberbullying makes this threat a much more present reality. That's why I rely on Bark. Built by parents, for parents. Bark's award-winning dashboard monitors text messages, emails, and over 30 different apps and platforms for potential safety concerns. When Bark detects a digital danger, I receive automatic alerts so that I can deal with problems as they arise while still respecting my son's privacy by not having to read through every single message. Bark even delivers research-backed recommendations on dealing with the issue. This helps me and my son work together, trust each other, and build a deeper bond. The screen time management and web filtering tools help me set healthy limits on how and when my kids use their devices. Plus, their data is always protected and private, giving me further peace of mind. To date, Bark has helped protect millions of children while detecting tens of thousands of severe self-harm situations. You know, we spend so much every month just trying to keep ourselves entertained, but I find real value by investing in my son's wellness and safety. Bark brings us closer together. Hey, can we talk? Okay. Well, Tatiana, I must tell you, I think that video um, could be representative of tens of millions of homes across the world, not just the United States, but across the world. There's a lot of <laughs> conversations that go on like that with you know, kids and their parents on their living room tapping away. And um, I really, really have a, a tremendous respect, uh, amount of respect for the way you, got, uh, you have approached this problem. But before we get into that, let's bring up the issues itself. And Tatiana, I'll let you walk through this side, but certainly, um, you know, it's not just uh, cyberbullying or, or harassment. There's a variety of different issues that are impacting children in the modern uh, in the modern, modern digital uh, era. So I'll let, have you walk me through this. Sure. Yeah. Outside of bullying that 
all of us are familiar with that happened to us, of course, in real life, uh, especially the, the harassment aspect of things. The other elements, masquerading, exclusion, doxing, trolling, are all instances that primarily happen online. And they're also a lot more hidden. <clears throat> Our children are not quick to want to share these things with us because they think we're going to freak out. They think the first thing we're going to do is <laughs> go after that kid or contact the school or contact that kid's parents, making our children even more of a vulnerable target for even more bullying. So if you think you will know when it's happening to your child, please think again. Also, if you think that your child wouldn't or couldn't be a bully, also think again. Good kids make bad choices. I know all of us can probably think back to our middle school and high school and college years and wish, you know, wish we could take back some maybe hurtful things that we said about other people, right? Because we just weren't fully developed in our brains. When it comes to the digital aspects of bullying outside of what we're used to, you know, a, a lot of pain can be caused just from the exclusion, whether it's being left out of close friend groups or, or private stories or not allowing certain people to see your location in Snapchat. I mean, there are so many ways that you can feel left out and be left out, not to mention the fact that it is incredibly easy for any child to take a screenshot and, and pose as somebody else. Mm -hmm. Somebody poses your child in a matter of moments and cause damage to their reputation. Well, and I think kids, you know, they have an appreciation for the scalability potential of technology. And then the old days, you know, <laughs> the old days before all this stuff, when we grew up, you know, if a, a kid teased you or did something to you that embarrassed you, not that that wasn't uh, a, not a great thing, but it kind of stopped there. It didn't, ha it didn't have the opportunity to go viral. And I think that's the real the, the thing that terrifies children, um, that when something negative like this happens, that a bad person, whether it's a bad kid or even certainly um, uh, bad adults or bad people, can take that one situation and automatically scale it. And I think that frightens, um, certainly frightens a lot of children. L you know, doxing is a word that um, not many people um, understand. Let's talk a little bit about doxing because and that happens certainly with adults <laughs> on Twitter. It happens all the time. But Let's. I want to drill down about in the, uh, down uh, into that for about thirty seconds because I think that's important, and not many parents may, uh, may be familiar with the phrase doxing. Yeah. So doxing is the action or process of searching for and then publishing private or identifying information about a particular individual on the internet, typically with a malicious intent. So you know, I've seen this <laughs> with my own um, children that you know they it's it's they think it's funny they think it's a fun way to, to jab or call somebody out but PII personally identifiable information is not something to be shared mm -hmm. or or taken lightly I agree I agree so let, these are really big big problems L let's go into the um the social media aspect because I think that's such a, so so incredibly important um, because the social media impact is, and at the end of the day is really the fuel of all the scalability. And, you know, we, we know we, we hear about all the dangers of social media. You know, kids are constantly posting videos on TikTok and Instagram. And, you know, and part of the challenge with social media, it's kind of like a hot restaurant in New York. You know, a restaurant might be hot for about a year and then it moves on to something. Other. Then there's, a, there's another hot 
uh, restaurant. And I think that's one of the part of the challenge with social media and parents in that these applications are hot for a while, then they move on. It's another hot application. So it's hard getting wrapping your hands around it. But let me get your perspective on just the why, why social media monitoring is so important. It's so important because so many parents think they will know. They think they'll know if their child is struggling. They think they will know if their children have encountered problematic people or problematic content, and they won't. And this data shows you clearly. Um, they also just don't think the likelihood of their their children encountering this sort of thing is very high. And again, look at the data. It's mm. so much higher than any parent could imagine. In the early days of Bark, we were pretty blown away by this particular stat, which was, you know, within the first month of a parent utilizing Bark, I'd say about 50% of them would receive an alert. And 80% of the time, they had no idea there was an issue with that child with that platform. So it's, it's imperative that we understand the rate at which children are experiencing problematic people and problematic content on social media. Well, and what I really love about what you've done here is that you're actually wrapping numbers around it. We're not talking, you know, this is an annual report that you publish. You're wrapping data around this. And this is not just kind of a philosophical discussion. You know, social media has got some bad, you know, bad elements to it. You're actually wrapping some data around it. And I think that's uh, incredibly important. The depression aspect number jumps at me, of course. The violence, 75% of, of, of tweens. I mean, that's, a, that's an unbelievable number. So. It's it's gut wrenching, um, you know. Just the the school shooting threats, um, bombing threats. It's it's so much more than just violent video game content. It's 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 hard. Our children are exposed to very mature themes at a much more frequent rate than we ever were, and as a result, they are desensitized. It's crazy, crazy stuff here. And let's now talk about Bark. You know, we've been talking about the problem, how serious it is. Now let's talk about the 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 uh, the application itself, because what I really like about it, there are a lot, there are parental service uh, monitoring services out there. But I think what distinguishes yours, in my view, as an analyst, is that it's mindful of the child itself as well, because you any application that kind of turns things off and blocks them completely. You know, most kids are going to figure a way to get around that or they're going to find it so intrusive that that's going to it's not going to make it as effective as it is. So I really like the, the way you folks have approached, you know, solving this problem. So let's walk through that for a second, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Um, and thank you for the opportunity. You know, there are multiple options out there if you want to just limit screen time or implement filters or completely spy on every single thing that your child is doing or spouse or whomever, right? <laughs> we, <laughs> want to be, we want to be thoughtful about the parent-child relationship. It's critical that we help our children become responsible digital natives. And if they don't talk, if they don't want to talk to you, and if you use certain information against them, or if you freak out, if you yell, if you punish, instead of having thoughtful conversations with them, it's not going to go so well. So much like you need seat belts in a car or carbon monoxide detectors in your home or sunscreen at the beach, you need some sort of safety measure with your digital interactions if you're a child, especially if you're spending upwards of eight hours a day online. 
accessing the world, letting the world access you. So our algorithm will analyze the content of text messages, email, and over 30 social media platforms. If and when we detect a problem, that's when you're going to get a bark alert. We're going to let you know, hey, here's here's what happened. Um, and here are best recommended next steps for how to address. How do you talk to your child about some of the toughest themes that humanity encounters? On top of the, the algorithmic alerting and problem solving aspect of our app, we have built in the screen time that parents were saying, hey, can we just have everything in Bark instead of having to use multiple things? And we heard you and we implemented that. Also filters, you know, if you can prevent your child from even encountering certain things, that's a bonus. So we offer filters. And then finally, location alerts are our critical component of making sure your child is safe when they're old enough to venture out on their own. And so we've built in location as well. Now the location alert, ability I think is terrific because you know what's great about that obviously is that um, just knowing where your kids are 24 seven, which of course you never had that opportunity for before the rise of smart um, devices um, that never happened when I was a kid. So I think having, you know, that ability to keep those type of tabs um, I think it's really, really a very, very um, a positive thing. Let's flip to the next slide here. And, this really puts kind of a scope around what you've been able to accomplish from an impact standpoint. I mean, 6.5 million people uh, from a children coverage standpoint, uh, you detected 1.1 million severe self-harm situations. And I, I, I have to be honest with you, I, I, ha I know some people who've had some issues with their children and it's the most devastating thing in the world. It's not uncommon, you know, that when you, uh, when you hear about this and 3 million situations where the bu bullying situations have detected. So let's talk a little bit about that. I, I don't want to dwell too much time. Well, I do want to spend time on it simply because it, it shows the impact of the, of the solution, but the numbers are stunning. The numbers are stunning. You know, suicide is the second leading cause of death in children in our country, which is gut wrenching. And a lot of people don't realize that um, it's happening at younger and younger ages. And the rights of self-harm as well are on the rise. And these numbers are so much more than numbers. These are children. These yes. are children. And when you are faced with the fact that your child is not okay, it's a very, very troubling situation to be in. You don't know where to go. You don't know who to turn to. Do you call your pediatrician? You know, who's the best psychiatrist? What do you do? How do you help your child? Um, as adults, we ourselves are struggling with our own mental health and just being able to own it and be vulnerable around it and being able to talk to our kids about our own struggles. And so it's a lot that we're dealing with as a society. And the sooner that you can get that intelligence that your child is struggling, the earlier you can intervene. And intervention and prevention is so much easier um, than, you know, finding out on the back end when you're in crisis mode. Yes. I, I can't, uh, I can't agree more. I can't agree more. Uh, now this is Megan, this is your time to kind of jump into the, uh, into the podcast here. Mm -hmm. And it, it's fascinating to me how Calix, uh, is, you know, Calix has a great reputation for working with its broadband service providers to provide better um, capabilities and services around managed Wi-Fi and other things. I won't dwell too much about that, but I, I, it was curious to me about, you know, why, why bark, 
you know, why was that part? Why is that partnership so critical? So I'll turn that over to you and you kind of give us your insights into that. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I don't have to say too much more about this. It's, it's really been covered, but, um, you know, at Calix, we see, we understand the, the complexity that's there to start with. That's um, just in the normal everyday social interactions with tweens and teens and their um, interpersonal relationships. And then you add in that constant connectivity of kids. Um, I've done a lot of research as of late, having um, had the uh, pleasure of partnering with Bark, the Bark teams. I've seen stats around you know, 90% of children have online access. And then a large majority of that 90% report to being online nearly constantly by their own estimation. Um, and this makes navigating the waters of social interaction that much more complex. So our mission at Calix is to provide our service provider customers with the software and the product offerings that are the most responsive to market demand and what their subscribers uh, want and need. And this problem, you know, has also been evidenced by some truly devastating headlines that we've seen recently. So it's very much present in the minds of our customers as not only are they, you know, service providers and work in broadband, but they are also parents. Um, so there's a, a really important opportunity in front of them um, with regards to what they can offer that's Wi-Fi, you know, rise on top of uh, the Wi-Fi service they offer, and then is also Wi-Fi adjacent. Right. Well, you know, and what's interesting to me is, you know, Calix has a notorious reputation for being very close to its broadband service providers from a feedback standpoint. My guess is, I imagine that when this was presented to your uh, to the BSP community, I have to believe that it resonated quite well from just a, hey, this really expands our value proposition with our subscribers. Yes, absolutely. In so many of my customer conversations I've had and, um, you know, they really recognize that the Bark solution presents a sophisticated and nuanced tool for parents. Um, and that's and they really like the um, the the. Uh, how important it is that, or they see the importance of getting into their communities and having that sort of brand recognition as being a protector of the community that they service. Um, and then, you know, they also, when they're looking at the Bark solution itself, um, I hear a lot of comments about how um, it's not so, it, it's not so intrusive. Like there's um, a capability mm. for the parent to have its uh, conversations that are both tactful and empathetic. Um, and so this sort of capability really aligns strongly, not only with um, what Calix values as a company, but also with what we see as our customers' values. No, I think that's great. I think that's a, an insightful point and in that it seems to be a reflection of how Calix feels about how the way this problem should be um, uh, treated. And, you know, and you know, looking at the, from a business aspect, we, uh, if I'm a uh, if I'm a BSB, I like sticky services. I want services that a customer will yeah. continue to renew to uh, renew over and over again. So from my from my perspective, it's a win win um, going forward. But let's talk about the role of the service provider. You know, I mean, in terms of we talked a little bit about it, but maybe give give us your perspective on on that angle and why the service providers care about this problem so much. Yeah. So, um, you know, first and foremost, the role of the service provider can and should be to protect the kids and the families wherever they are connected. So that this is, um, you know, typically the Wi-Fi service is is um, just in the home. Um, but what's so great about Bark is that 
Um, as soon as a child or a kid has a mobile device put in their hands, that protection extends to that level of connectivity and that portal into connectivity as well. So it can be at home, but it can also be at school or anytime they're outside the home. So that's really just such an important mm. element of, and peace of mind for the parents that our customers are serving. Great stuff. Great stuff here. Um, and then you know, let's wrap some data around the, 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 the service provider itself. Do you want to walk us through a, a, a couple of, a couple of points you'd like to make, uh, Megan? Absolutely. Um, so we really see a great opportunity again around, um, you know, so beyond just that protecting kids, that sort of one-to-one -one relationship with their subscriber, um, service providers can also get more integrated into the communities that they serve by offering online safety courses and getting front of parent groups to say, yes, this is scary and it feels like a complex, heavy, impossible problem, but we're here to help how we can and we can help um, arm you and give you the tool that tools that you need in the form of Bark. Um, and then again, the service writer can serve at Bark simply and easily to anyone who wants to monitor their children's online interactions with, uh, we have a full spectrum of cloud integrations and marketing materials that yeah. are uh, available to our customers. So um, from in the first place, they can use Calix Marketing Cloud to identify which households in their footprint are most likely to have kids in the age range where Bark is the most needed. Um, so they can market very specifically to those households and those subscribers. Um, then when the subscriber signs up and says, yes, I need this, please give this to me. They can, um, they can deploy it and send it directly, uh, you know, turn that on for their subscriber. And then finally, if uh, they have an issue or something crops up where um, they get, they get a call to their customer support team, um, they have tools that can help them quickly, efficiently on, on the first call, resolve that issue for their subscriber. Um, and, then, um, and, mm -hmm. the, and I really want you to hit the community aspect because to me, that's such an, a compelling piece because mm -hmm. to the point you made a few moments ago, this is not about just protecting children at home because kids leave the house. So the school, where they're going throughout the community. So let's talk a little bit about that in relationship to the service provider. Yes. So um, Titania's team has been fabulous. We have worked directly with them and um, we're helping to kind of put together playbooks for our customers. It's that give them ideas and help them under, uh, put thought around how do we put this information in front of parents. Um, one of the things I've heard a lot of uh, on many instances in talking to our customers is, you know, our, our parents in our communities don't even understand that this is an issue. Um, they don't have a, you know, and if they do see it, they're like, well, that's, you know, what can I do? There's, there's very little I can do. And so this is just a really important educational opportunity. Um, we see we see some great partnerships with our customers and their local law enforcement, with PTA groups, um, and then with other like online like Facebook parenting groups. Um, and so we see this as a really great way for our customers to get in front of their communities and and provide um, safety and security where it may not be um, fully present. Um, and then, so uh, you can see on the right-hand side of the slide here, one of the services that we offer to our customers is we um, arm them and, and uh, offer them as uh, a full set of marketing materials. So you can see here, this is really just focused on online safety. What are some um, steps that you as a parent can and should take? What are some stats around that, around the, the risks of being online and having that constant connectivity as a child? 
Um, and then, you know, here's here's what you can do about it. So we don't make it uh, a bark emphasis, but of course the solution that we suggest and that you put in front of your subscribers is bark. Um, and so we have a, the full set of marketing materials um, across the subscriber journey to help them inform on the risks of social media and then to market bark to those who need it the most. Well, you know, we, we're running out of time here. This has been a great podcast. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always proud when I'm a part of a podcast like this because it's not just as a business component, but it has a, a, a um, it's tackling a topic that's very, very important uh, to children. I applaud the work, Tatania, that you're doing. I applaud the work, Megan, that uh, Calix is doing. Before we kind of wrap this up, uh, Tatania, any closing comments you'd like to make? I just want to thank you for having us on. And I want to thank Megan and the entire Calix team for really being a pioneer in corporate social responsibility. Um, this is a massive problem. Our kids are not okay. And it's going to take more than parents. It's going to take corporations, legislators, schools, doctors. It's going to take all of us to help this next generation be okay. And the impact that Calix has and the ability to help their customers um, is going to have positive um, impact for generations to come. Mm. And Megan, as you conclude your um, last few thoughts on, on today's podcast, um, what I love about Calix is that you guys are a very action-oriented company. I know that you've got a, women, a webinar, which we'll show the QR code in a few moments, but mm -hmm. let's talk about that, how someone can get more information, not only about the partnership, which I have this, I have the little scroll on uh, Times Square thing going across the screen here, uh, but we'll show, and we'll show some QR codes, but talk about that, this webinar, because I think that's going to be terrific. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for teeing that up. So, um, Reed Gerson on my team, he's going to be talking with one of our customers, YK, who's uh, YK Communications out of Texas, who's um, I just, you know, flashed, we flashed up their sample material. Um, so Russell Kaser from YK, he has a his family has been in uh, the broadband and telecom space for generations. And um, as soon as we even started talking about Bark to our customers, he raised his hand and said, please, this is such an important social issue. Please let me be um, front and center on your efforts to get the word out about this. So um, Reed is going to be talking to Russell directly and Russell's going to be taking um, everyone through exactly what are the steps that they took sort of on the go-to-market side of things. How are they um, operating their community outreach efforts? Um, and then sort of what does that business model look like for YK? Uh, so it's, it's, it's more of a deep dive in like what a service provider model might look like and to help kind of gives help field some ideas and um, and get some thoughts out there, but also just to talk about the importance and criticality of offering Bark as a service provider. So um, yes, like you said, well, that'll be on March 23rd. Um, and I know you're going to uh, provide a QR code where folks can um, access that directly. Yes. Well, good timing. So Megan and Titania Phillison, thanks for your time for joining me for today's podcast on this very important topic. For our viewing and listening audience, thanks for making the Smart Tech Check podcast part of your day or commute. And please make sure that you hit the like and subscribe buttons at the end of today's podcast or use these on-screen QR codes to connect with me. You can also follow me on Twitter at Mark Vita Tech Guy. And until next time, have a great weekend. Thanks, folks. Mm -hmm.